Hey, Internet. How are you? Welcome to episode 42 of Outrage Factory, the world's foremost uh, internet outrage-related podcast where we look at the things that made you angry on the World Wide Web this week. You know what I'm happy about? It doesn't really jive. This isn't happiness factory. We tried that once with disastrous results. I'm stoked that the number of episodes is kind of pulling away from our age. So now it doesn't seem like a reflection of we're going to die because we're almost 40. Now it's like, oh, it's past 40. We don't have to think about how old we are anymore. Yeah. Also, it's getting to the point where we can't really make age related. We can't draw parallels between the podcast episode and people's age and years because I don't fucking know what 42-year-olds like. Yeah. It's too far away. I, I think they like um, adult stuff. To Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. Wait, is my girlfriend 42? <laughs> she loves did, did Bed Bath & that? Beyond. We go there a lot. Do you actually? Yeah. you turned into such a suburban dad. I have. You, uh... Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you my dad name? Every time she, because she would always make jokes about how I had dad tendencies because I would like, I would just kind of scold people in public without like them hearing me. I would just be like, who the fuck does that? Like when people are just being dipshits and she'd be like, you're such a dad. And I'd be like, no, I'm a party dad. You must do this a lot. I do. Wait, is party dad your dad name? Yeah, I'm party dad. Because I'm like a dad, but I party. You don't Actually, party, though. I know, I know. That's, I'm like, where does the party part of this equation come? It's probably the stem of the joke. Hey, if you hadn't guessed, I'm uh, Derek Bolin. And I'm Dale DeRuiter. And we are your uh, your guides on this fantastic voyage through the wonderful world of internet outreach. Let's uh, hit the most important subject first. Derek has not learned how to make balloon animals yet. <laughs> yeah, I know I made promises. <laughs> hey, man, it's a marathon, not a sprint. He's not, and uh, what would that be, connoisseur, balloon animal connoisseur? A balloon. Uh, What's yeah. the wine one? What? Yeah, like a like a like when you're a, like, like when you're a sommelier. Super, yeah, he's not <laughs> a balloon, balloon animal, animal sommelier. sommelier. That's, <laughs> when I am, you bet your ass that's going on my business card. I like to refer to everything as sommeliers. Because it belittles people who take wine too seriously. Yeah, or uh, a, a aficionado. That's another good one. Yeah, but that's kind of... Whatever. It's kind of a peasant en- term enthusiast. already. Enthusiast. Uh, yeah. I'm not, but I'm I'm confident uh, that I will get there eventually. Like, yeah. I, I don't think great balloon animal artists are made overnight. I think this is something that yeah. develops over the course of many years. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll just table the balloon animal discussion for say we will provide five weekly years. updates every week you on know, my journey this is now balloon animals podcast you know as i push up my glasses because i'm i'm gonna make a smart statement so i just push up my glasses so you all know what i'm doing really drives it home uh like that famous person who i can't remember said it takes ten thousand hours of something to do be to become a master that was gladwell that was Malcolm Gladwell said that. Well, look at you, brainy <laughs> pants. I don't even know who Malcolm Gladwell it's is. because I spent 10,000 hours reading Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> so now so, I'm an expert. you got to have 10,000 hour, hours of making balloon animals before you can be a professional. Yeah. So I figure I invest one hour a week for so, 10,000 weeks. Do you, do you know how long 10,000 hours would be? Is that five years? 10,000 weeks in years. 
No, not 10,000 weeks. Oh, 10,000. Well, if I do one hour a week for 10,000 weeks. Oh, that's no. A, that's 191 years. You gotta hit it like it's a full-time job. So we better... No, I'm not gonna fucking... So you do it 40 hours a week, so eight I, hours a day. I quit my job yeah. to pursue my dream of being a balloon animalist. Dude, I'm sure you could get some bullshit arts grant from the government to do this. This is completely true. I actually bet I could. Nothing. As, as long as I make, like, maple leaf uh, balloons yeah. or, or something Canadian-themed. If you make, uh, what is it, like, fucking maple syrup molecule-shaped balloon animals? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Hey! Hey, so I'm still, still, do you want to talk about real stuff? Or? Well, I do. So I, I want to say that uh, still kind of on my break from social media. No, you're not. As I sit here favoriting tweets. You're you're just not on as much as you were. Yes, like significantly less. But there were three distinct times I logged into Twitter this week. And I would like log in and immediately see people getting mad about the dumbest shit. So I made notes of it in our... Yeah, uh, that's... Kind of why we made this podcast. Right. But it really so drove we could it home. Passive aggressively make fun of everybody we follow on Twitter. But now I'm just convinced that like Twitter actually has this effect on your brain where it causes you to get like really mad about the world's dumbest things. Well, it's just because people like to get mad. And so when they find an excuse to just like exercise their anger, they take it. And then they like to pile on and virtue signal and blah, 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 blah. Should we go into this? Oh, the first one. Okay. So I logged into Twitter and I see this Twitter moment. Uh, why this advice for winning guys over left many angry. And what this was was a, Cos- a Cosmo interview with a dude, uh, Ross Butler from 13 Reasons Why. I don't know who Ross Butler is. I don't know what 13 Reasons Why is. 13 Reasons Why is a popular Netflix show in which a high school girl commits suicide. Oh, I remember that when it came out. episode is grim. one of the reasons why she committed suicide. Did you watch it? No. Ah. <laughs> I did not. I just know about it. Is this the only Netflix show you have not watched in its entirety? I haven't. I haven't even watched Ozark yet, and it's oh, dude, Ozark's so good. I've pretty much so good. I've pretty much watched half of every. Netflix show and the shows I like like F is for family I watched the first season second season I'm like this show's great what else can I watch and then I just forget about it and I'm like ah, I can't remember what's happening fuck it I don't think F is for family that's the animated one right yeah. I don't think you need a lot of continuity through the episodes there dude that's that the one? joke thanks for stepping on it oh yeah, Oh, we'll go back and edit that out. Yeah. No, <laughs> sounds, that sounds like a lot of work. So, yeah, my first thing. Of, so basically what Derek is saying, there was this thing in Cosmo where this famous actor. Not that famous. Gave women. Actor from a thing. Gave women some Dr. Phil level of intelligence advice on how to pick up a man and then all these women got upset they're like hey i'm a fuckface reading cosmo <laughs> which gives me the worst advice on men i, I turned anyway. to cosmo for okay so so i want to say i'm just gonna read it yeah read uh it. so uh this guy I, said yeah, but we need a reading voice if you're gonna read oh okay well wait i have to do uh without knowing what Ross Butler from 13 Reasons Why sounds like I'm going to do my best impersonation based on his picture. This 
is awesome, and I love every bit of it. Are you ready? The best part is nobody who listens to the show knows who Ross Butler is, so like can't call you over. They can. They're going to be like, "Oh, you guys had Ross Butler on as a guest." And I'm going to be like, "Yep." Sure did. Uh, This is Ross Butler probably responding to the question, what advice would you have for a woman on how to land a man? Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Yeah. The way to a guy's heart is through his hobbies. Find out what he's passionate about, and if you really love him, get into it too. If I meet a girl who can talk video games, guitar, cooking, or good books, it's a huge turn on. And lots of guys like to teach, so if you can get your hand... Wait. So if you can get hands-on with learning it, I'm telling you, you'll get there. Holy shit, you should teach method acting acting classes. Method acting. (laughs) Because you literally transformed into Ross Butler. I feel like, okay, now i got to Google what he sounds like. Do we want to unpack this? A, so... I think we should never Google what he sounds like. I think we should just... Just leave it at that? Assume that's what he sounds like. like. Uh, This is the most obvious advice in the world. They they give you this. All, all, like, any fucking, like, marriage counselor you go to will be like, hey, take an interest in each other's hobbies. Give a shit about each other. Uh, You know, at least pretend to care. I think taking an interest in the hobbies of the person you're with, that's not controversial advice. No. Uh, it's grade one stalking right there. You like, hey, I like this person. I'm just gonna learn everything about. Yeah, show up to all her extracurricular activities. <laughs> <laughs> also, belch loudly while um, speaking. <laughs> I think it's the spicy water. <laughs> Fucking spicy water. For those who don't know, Derek's is he four? He's now? a he's a four year old. Yep. He calls sparkling water spicy water. It is. When you think about it, it's it's spicy. It's pretty spicy. It's got some spice to it. It makes you burpy. So we drink lots of, uh, yeah, sparkling water, and he, he calls it spicy And I, I would pretend that that is a rare occurrence for me to burp mid-sentence, not, but anybody who knows me knows that. Did not even phase me in the actually slightest. Actually, what happens all the time. So if you were trying to woo Dale... You'd want to take an interest in Burping. drinking carbonated water spicy and then water. Bel- spicy water and then belching loudly while speaking. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. Dale, are you offended by that? No. All right. So let's dig into why it women It works for Rick off of Rick and Morty. Why why women No, I think that's isn't that to, meant to denote that he's an alcoholic? Oh, I'm not an alcoholic. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's get back on to this fucking yeah, I'm just reading the, the takes from that. Also, Twitter has made it so easy. Social media in general has made it so easy for people to do this. Yeah. Like, you can learn everything about people's interests before you ever have to have a conversation with them or meet them in person. And yeah. you can totally read up on everything they like. Yeah, that's the best amazing. thing. Because you can go on Facebook or Twitter and you can read about, say, you, say you're interested in a person. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what they're into. And then you read all the dumb shit they're into, and you're like, yeah, I don't even really want to talk to this person anymore. So I'm over it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you like someone, go, like, say. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say anything that'll make people mad, Dale. Uh, should we just erase all 42 episodes of this podcast? Then? Right, good point. <laughs> no, keep, keep going. You do you, buddy. Okay, so uh, say... That um, 
a girl you like likes yoga. Maybe you can go to the exact same yoga class she goes to. Don't do that. Maybe you can buy some. I'm tight not advising pants. you stock anyone. I'm but not. Uh, from a guy who's done a lot of yoga, don't eat anything that's going to make you fart because it is <laughs> Jesus. very hard to hold in farts in yoga class. It is <laughs> when people say yoga is hard. Yoga is not that hard. It's just stretching, controlling and your there. body, holding your farts in is the hard part. I mean, if you're doing like your sun salutations and your downward dogs and actually even just your cat cows on that transition, holding your breath and then like say you hold your breath for two seconds and then you let it go for two seconds, it's very hard not to fart. That air's got to come out somewhere. Yeah. That, that I don't – yoga, you're already in a very enclosed room with a lot of like sweaty people. Yeah. It gets, does it get hot? So the only yoga I've ever done was hot yoga, and that was once and never fucking again. Does it still get uncomfortably warm in non hot, like no. regular temperature yoga? Regular temperature yoga stays regular temperature. I see. Well, it stays whatever temperature the gym's at because they recycle the air in gyms very rapidly because everybody stinks like human animals. <laughs> so they have to recycle the air very frequently. Right. Otherwise, all it would smell is like sweaty buttholes and armpits. Makes makes sense. Nothing. And old running shoes that people leave in their trunks. Ugh. Like, if you think about it, gyms are fucking disgusting. They are actually, yeah, like the worst places on earth. Just don't think about it. Like, just think about how often people don't wipe down the machine they just used and how often you just hop on it and then your B.O.'s mix. And then you just get, like, someone else's B.O. on you. Yeah, but then you don't have to wipe it down either. You can be like, that guy didn't, so I'm not doing it. Here's the worst part. Think about this. So you go to the gym. You get all sweaty. You get your pump on. You work out. And then you go home and you shower. Think of how many (laughs) times. Think of how many times you've driven in your car. I don't drive. With people's sweat and your sweat rubbing on the seat of your car. And you never wash your car seats. I think about that every time. I'm going to level that up. I'm yeah. going to say, think of all the times you've gone to the gym yeah. and you've touched things with your hands yeah. that have other people's sweat on them. Yeah. Now think of all the times. I touch my penis. That you, no. <laughs> no, where I was, but also, yeah. Think of all those times. It's like all those other people. You started touching yourself at the gym. <laughs> so th- now think of all the times you've gone to the bathroom. Yeah. You've gone on your phone. You yeah. touch things in the bathroom. You've yeah. gone on your phone. You stay on your phone. Then you wash your hands. Then you touch your phone again. Your phone is like the accumulated mass of filth of every person you have ever met in passing in a bathroom. Do you know what gym. is even worse than your phone? Because once in a while you'll be like, oh, my phone's gross, and you wipe it off. You know what you never wipe off? Your penis. Beside your penis. <laughs> Your belt. Oh, God. What's the first thing you touch after you poop? You do up your belt. To- toilet paper. What's the one article of clothing you never wash? Toilet paper, then my, my underwear, and then my pants. You never and wash then your my underwear? Belt. No, I'm saying. See, you wash your underwear, you wash your pants, you wash your shirts, you never wash your belt. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm going to disinfect my belts. Uh, r- listeners, if you're, if you've heard this far, please go and, and wipe down your belts immediately. And your phone. 
Wipe your phone down on your belt buckle. Wipe, wipe your phone your <laughs> belt buckle. Just pile all yeah. your belts and phones on the floor and light them on fire. Exactly. So, closing fact, to pick up a woman or to get, <laughs> to get a guy interested in you, uh, touch everybody's hands with your hands. Is that what we're coming away with? What? Yeah. That okay. sounds like a good takeaway. Yeah. So yeah. just go to the gym. Don't wear belts. Get disgusting. Don't wear belts. Don't touch phones. Uh, live in a bubble. Use hand sanitizer. And Move to a mountain in the woods. Never interact with another human being. Yeah. But don't write a manifesto. Or, you know. that didn't work do out well. Whatever. Uh, so some of the takes on this were, were women getting all indignant that, like, dudes have never once... Uh, cared enough about them to oh. learn their interests. Oh. Which, which, oh. which, I want to say either you've dated some shitty fucking dudes yeah. or these dudes went stealth and learned things about you and pretended to give a shit about the things you cared about and they were so good at it that you had no idea. Because that's bullshit. Yeah. I pretended to like tons of garbage that yeah. I never once cared in about. In hindsight, I was embarrassingly thirsty in my early <laughs> 20s because of all the shit I pretended to like just uh, to try somehow trick a woman into giving me affection. What's the, what's the worst thing you ever pretended to like to get a woman to like you? I went to a poetry reading. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And I read a poem I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> to get a woman exactly. to like me. Did it work? Did she like you? No. Oh, well, maybe you're just not a good enough poet then, Dale. That's definitely <laughs> the absolute reason because my poetry sucks. And you know how Dear I know God. it sucks? Because I've never read a poem where I was like, that's a really good poem. I've never read a poem by anybody in the world that I was like, that's a really good poem. You know, yeah. Oh, you know what's the worst is that uh, who's the fucking the, the milk and honey uh it's this poet that, like, every woman born between the years of, like, 1980 and 1996 absolutely loves. Maya Angelou? Uh, no. <laughs> not her. Uh, I'm going to look. It's like. Uh, the singer from The Doors who wrote incredibly shitty poetry as well. Rupi Cower. I do not know who that is. Anyway, th- this shit and, like, these these. Poems are ooh, awful. Ooh, ooh, they are ooh, not ooh, ooh. good. This is something that tons of dudes probably pretend to like. Read us a poem as Ross. I forgot his name. Oh. Lockhart? Oh, yeah. No, wait. What's his last name? Ross. Uh, oh, Ross Butler? Yeah. No. Ross Butler from 13 Reasons okay. Why. Okay, here we Read go. Read us a poem, Ross Butler. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Let it go. Let it leave. Let it happen. Nothing in this world was promised or belonged to you anyway. Are you serious Dude, right now? people go nuts for this shit. That's a famous I'm not poem. even kidding. That is a fa- Yeah, look at all these. And they all have these dumb fucking illustrations and Wait, everyone swears this one. is the deepest shit. Do I'm going to read one. Dude is Ross Butler. What is stronger than the human heart? Which shatters over and over and still lives. What the fuck? (laughs) And uh, this woman has made millions and millions of dollars selling these books of poetry to 
Uh, essentially, what I can only assume are the world's most bored housewives searching for a shred of meaning so in their it's lives. like the girls who like Twilight and Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, essentially. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this this poetry is fucking laughably bad. Let it go. Let, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. It shatters over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Love is not cruel. We are cruel. Love is not a game. We have made a game out of love. I am ready to become a poet. To to quit your job. Phone Kim Jong-un <laughs> and taunt him mercilessly just so he shoots a missile and blows up all of North America. These poems are that shitty. How do you pronounce rupee? Rupee cower? Nobody cares. Rupee core. Got it. Rupee core. Anyway, rupee core is awful. And if you read it, you're a dumb person. Uh, lots of dudes have pretended to like tons of shit. Or you just didn't meet men who felt that uh, that they were obligated. Which, if that's the case, like I'm, I'm sorry that you haven't met those men. But yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, there's no way. Maybe, no maybe find nice guys like Dale who will go to a poetry reading with yeah. you and read some of his bad poetry, and then watch decades later as someone who writes worse poetry than him becomes a famous poet. Yeah, that actually hurts my feelings. No, it doesn't. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't think there's anything here. I uh, think I think the uh, the punishment for people buying Rupee Cower's poems is the fact that they spent money on those poems. Yeah. That's the that's a punishment in itself. That's it. Okay. What what else are we talking about? Oh yeah, so we covered that. Weird awkward silence. Do you want to talk about 420? No, let's do the the dads. Okay, so the second time I logged on to Twitter and saw people getting really mad about shit was uh, this pretty innocuous tweet from a, for, a former fro, pro football kicker, Jay Feely, uh, posted a picture uh, of him, his teenage daughter, and his teenage daughter's boyfriend, uh, dad's holding a gun, uh, made some, like, whatever, some dad joke like, about, like, ha-ha, if you're not nice to my daughter, yeah, I will uh, shoot you. Better, better bring her, ha-ha, these jokes have been made since the beginning of time, and only now are people getting upset about them. Ha-ha, there's a reason they're called dad jokes, because every dad makes them. What was the original tweet? Oh, it's just wishing my beautiful daughter and her date a great time at prom, and dad's mugging for the camera with his gun. Hashtag nope. bad boys. Nope. <laughs> Which, best part about the tweet, <laughs> bad boys. I think the best part about the tweet is that white belt. That is quite a fetching belt. I bet there's, like, garbage all over, just, like, urine and feces. You know what? Everywhere on that belt. Maybe the white belt came into popularity because you could show off how clean your hands are after you poop because it stays white. Because I if am you're, willing to bet that is not true. If you're a person who is bad at wiping, you're not going to have a white belt for long. If, if you're a person who's bad at wiping, you're not going to have people interacting with you for long. You're no, because they gonna, won't know. They'll be like, why am I sick all the time? And it's because your friend doesn't know how to wipe his own ass. I don't know. that. Th- is that why I'm sick all the time? No. What, what are you touching when you're over here? I don't wear a white belt. Let that be your first clue. <laughs> Dear Lord. Uh, yeah, people, obviously, you know, gun climate in the States, pretty, pretty tense right now. 
That's uh, funny because you know what's my one favorite thing to watch people virtue signal about? Guns. People are like, I don't understand how anybody could feel powerful shooting a gun. You know who says that? People who have never shot a gun because it is fucking rad as hell. Yeah, I guess. I've still I never mean, done it. Just holding a pistol in your hand, you're like, this was built to be here forever. Like, it just, you hold a pistol and it's like, oh my God, this feels like it should be in my hand at all times. Look at this fucking nerd. Yeah. Uh, quote, quote tweeted Jay Feely's tweet saying, I had dinner with my daughter's date a week before. I asked their plans, told them to call if they needed anything, told my daughter to take care. No guns necessary. Guess whose daughter did bathroom drugs and got fucked yeah. on prom night. I'm Thomas Green, the world's weakest man. <laughs> hey, uh, if I wasn't driving my daughter to promiscuous sex by being accepting of her and her date's lifestyles, then... I just did. Uh, also, wait, what? The joke feeds an impulse for men to use violence to control women. No, that's not the joke. The joke The joke is he's not threatening his daughter with a gun. Yeah. That's not the... The joke is that he's intimidating his daughter's boyfriend with the gun. See, I think, dude, people are seeing a good father who's wants to take care of his daughter's uh, virginity. Well, I guess like her honor, maybe like how is saying you want to keep your daughter safe and you're willing to use violent means to ensure her safety on a night where people often get out of control and do bad shit. Look at this dude. That makes him a great father. This dude. Okay. So a, uh, Thomas green does his, his virtue signaling tweet, uh, at 10, 19 PM on April 21st. Okay. Yeah. Sees the traction that gets follows it up at 1152 PM. On April 21st. No. Wait, 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 wait. He keeps going. Uh, he has two more tweets on April 22nd. Uh, no. Continuing the theme. So this dude was just no. like. Also, he's a cat owner. That should tell you all you need to know. Can owner? Cat owner. Oh, he's, he la- garbage he human. Strongly identifies as a cat okay. dad in his Twitter bio. Okay. If you have a teenage daughter and you virtue signal four times in two days over Twitter then you are a teenage girl. Yes. You are no longer the father of a teenage girl. Uh, I'm also going to say that, like, fathers of daughters have been jokingly intimidating. Fucking every girl I dated in high school, her dad would make a comment, like... Because you had a bad reputation, DB. Well, deserved bad reputation, might I add. You are a heartbreaker. Uh... But I, I took heat from every, and dads have been doing this since the beginning of time. None of them ever po- made me pose for a picture with a gun, thankfully, I don't think, that I can recall. Could have happened. Who knows? But, like, come on. Why? 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 I mean, this guy, the guy probably fucking this? loves the fact that this ex-professional NFL player is posing for a picture with him. Yeah. Also. He's dating his daughter. The guy's also. In- Ex NFL player. He's a kicker. That's not. That's not. And really. there's. Well, he was still that's in the not, NFL. No, hey, that's like. Hey, hey. 
He's in like the most violent sport. And he's, you're being like, this guy's too manly and violent. He's the least least violent okay. position. He, you can't even touch of, kickers. Of all NFL positions, kicker is the biggest pussy. But of all the sports, the NFL is the toughest. So I would yeah, safely say any NFL kicker is tougher than any basketball player. Except for Dennis Rodman. Because that guy's fucked up. Uh, I would... Uh, okay, any hockey player? No. Hockey players are tougher than NFL kickers. Yes. Hockey players are probably tougher than 25% of NFL. Like, this is me outing myself as a not NFL guy. How much NFL? I don't know which positions are tough. Just kicker. The rest of them are pretty. Ah, kickers and quarterbacks. Like, quarterbacks take a lot of hits. I don't know how particularly tough they are. They usually seem very Some of them are tougher than others. Uh, But everyone else in the NFL is like a maniac taking repeated blows to the head and getting yeah. uh, brain damage. Another thing to uh, think about is when do you become a kicker and stop taking blows? Like through taking blows I, through the I uh, guess NFL farm system going back to high school. Like are kickers kickers in high school or is that something where they're like? In college, like, yeah, I don't want to get hit no more. I'm going to go be a kicker. Like, could this guy who was a kicker at one point of his life taken heavy tackles? Like, could he have been, no. like, uh, Never would have happened. a wide receiver? Yeah, and, maybe. I don't know. Like, if you had, what? like, 80 like pounds he, of muscle to a kicker, they might become a wide receiver. No, not go from kicker to wide receiver. Go from wide receiver to kicker. Like, what, trend, what point in the timeline of an football player do they transition to being strictly a kicker when i don't know if you like get placed on a tube diet for two years and lose all of your (laughs) muscle mass then you're like okay i think i'll become a kicker now that's usually they're not they're not tough guys they're like they're like shrunk down uh you know like the shrinky dink version of a football player and also they could be the smartest football players no uh because you get all the glory of being a football player. Like, you still get a championship ring, but you don't have to take the hits. That is true. You don't have to be like that guy who shot himself in the heart so they could cut open his brain and see that getting hit all the time made him a lunatic. Kickers are geniuses. They are. What up? Uh, so, yeah. Now, I guess we're totally getting mad about cliche dad jokes. So. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to everyone's outrage the next time. So I guess, um, say this guy totally on purpose knocks up the daughter out of wedlock. And then this guy holds up like the big cartoony double barreled shotgun, like a shotgun wedding joke. We got to just relive all of this. Get Superman. Uh, Cause someone posed in, in a picture with a gun. Uh, and the third and final time I logged on to Twitter to see people getting mad about dumb shit. Uh, heart, heartwarming story, uh, I guess, in the long run. Uh, it was uh, uh, Puck, Puck Girl. So at uh, Washington Capitals Columbus Blue Jackets playoff game, uh, there was an adorable girl uh, by the glass during warm-ups. Uh, Washington Capitals journeyman Brett Connolly noticed the girl there. Went over, tried to toss a game puck over over the glass to her. 
Uh, A dad in the stands grabbed the first puck, gave it to one of his sons. I thought the son caught the first one. No, kids can't catch for shit. Kids are morons. Pucks Uh, are hard. Yeah. You want to catch that for your kids so that it doesn't hit. Like, if you were the guy who watched a puck fall and hit your kid in the face. Smash your kid in the face. Because your kid would be like, and it would just smash him in the face. You'd be fucking getting tweets from that green guy about how you're a bad parent. Yeah. Because he would be like, I had dinner. I had dinner with the player and my child, and we politely passed the puck over the table. Yes. Fucking idiot. Uh, Brett Connolly threw a puck, uh, intercepted by dad, gave it to his son. The puck was clearly intended for the little girl. I'm going to say that much. Uh, Brett Connolly noticed, went back and grabbed a second puck. Brought it back to the glass, chucked it over. Same dad wasn't No, it was a different dad, wasn't it? No, same dad. Okay. Same dad catches the puck, gives it to the other little boy. So there were two boys and a girl. Uh, Brett Connolly wanted the girl to get a puck. Uh, puck, no, puck number one goes to boy number one. Puck number two goes to boy number two. Uh, Brett Connolly finally makes a third attempt. Throws a puck over the glass. Same dad catches it. Finally gives this to the girl. People lost their fucking minds. Uh, I will say the story has a happy ending. The, the Capitals ended up putting the girl and her family up uh, in a box seat for a playoff game, which must have been crazy expensive. Yeah. Uh, all because she had to wait an extra 30 seconds to get a puck. Yeah. Uh, kudos to Brett Conley. He did the right thing. He didn't just skate away and wasn't like, well, fuck it. I tried. He made sure that girl got a puck. But fuck people. Why are we getting mad at the dad here? Yeah, I mean, like, like the announcer said, uh, maybe they played the cards right and got all three of them a puck instead of just the girl getting a puck. But, I mean, if I'm at a fucking playoff game and the dad wasn't really paying attention because it was just a fucking skate around warm up. So nobody's watching like he's talking to his buddy and he like catches a puck, eh, whatever, gives it to the loud kid who's jump- like there's three kids there. It's not like the boys weren't excited and wanted a puck. They were all like fucking. Yeah, all those kids wanted a puck. Being kids. So he just gives it to the first hands that reach for it. And then the second one just gives it to the closest hands. And then the third one, he's like, oh, this. So here's what I think happened. Girl gave it to him. Uh, it came out that the, the dad was not the dad of the girl. Yeah. I'm thinking he was the dad of those two boys. Nepotism. Whatever. Fuck. If I go to a hockey game yeah. with my precious little Noah, fucking light of my life, little spicy water drinker. <laughs> if I go to a hockey game with that kid and he's standing there and there's some little rando girl next to him and a player tosses a puck over the glass, guess who's getting that puck? Noah. Yeah. No shit. My fucking kid. My kid will get the puck. I don't care. Yeah, there's an opportunity to be like, okay, let's do the right thing. Let's give the puck to the little girl. But there's also an opportunity where like, fuck no. My kid deserves to be happy. My kid gets that puck. Also, you don't have to drive home listening to Noah crying if you gave him the puck. Yeah. Also, I do, yeah, like spend the rest of my life being like, oh, that puck could have like altered Noah's tra- like trajectory throughout yeah. his entire life. Instead, he feels like a dejected loser. I don't care if someone else's kid feels like a dejected loser. I don't care if they're male, female. I don't care if they're a fucking abandoned puppy. I don't give a shit. They're not my kid. <laughs> my kid gets the pucks. Your kid, like, sorry, teach your kid to be more cutthroat. 
This could literally be the moment that turns Noah from Mason Raymond into Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Because you gave him a puck and then he cherished it and, I don't know, got better at sports. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you. F the girl. Give the puck to the boys. All right. Well, let's not just say, uh, I want to make it clear. Let's not F the girl. I, I, I mean, it's cool that, that she's a girl, I guess. That's that's how we're angling. Whatever. So, so here's the thing. that I, and This is probably going to get people angry. Probably. On one hand, we get super duper upset whenever people are like, oh, girls don't actually like hockey or girls just pretend to like hockey or girls only like hockey because of boys or all this eh, other bullshit. Eh? Throwback to Ross Butler. Yes. Girls only like hockey. Girls only boys. pretend to like hockey. So so we get mad about that. We're, we're all bent out of shape because... We're, we're like we're treating women differently. Yeah, I'm trying to like figure out the most diplomatic way to, and just like playing in my head. Derek, you're, like you're tap dancing through a minefield. All there's, right, all right. there's no way to rescue. So this. we're like, okay, women, women hockey fans, male hockey fans, they're all just hockey fans, right? Yeah, they're, they're on the same playing field. Yeah. So why in a situation like this is it suddenly okay now that we're 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 tipping it the other way and we're focusing on the positive? Why? Yeah. Does why should we give extra recognition to a little girl hockey fan just because she's a little girl? Because yeah, I'm with you. Like, uh, there's that worries me. Whenever you're like, I'm with you. I'm like, shit. Oh, I've fuck. said something <laughs> no, wrong. Okay, so the only person that knew this girl wanted the puck was Brett Connolly because he saw her. They made eye contact. So he's like, fuck. She saw me. I have to give her a puck now. The dad, the boys, they don't know what happened. They just, oh, fuck, a free puck. Yeah, give it to me. Like, if Brett Connolly was like, I'm giving this puck to the girl. Yes. Dad, dad, look at me. Dad, dad, this puck. This puck is for the girl. Not these two shitty boys. It's for the girl. The girl. And then the dad said, okay, Brett Connolly, I understand the puck is for the girl. Throw the puck over the glass. And I'll give it to the girl. But none of that happened. Brett it was just was like, like, tap, tap, puck. Yeah. Brett Conley was like, he didn't even tap on the glass. Like, she banged the glass, and he was like, oh, this little brat banged on the glass. I better give her what she wants because she's treating me like a monkey at the zoo. <laughs> so he's just like, Whoop. and then the dad's like, oh, shit, puck, gives it to his boys. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't think the dad's thought process was what mine would have been, which was, fuck this other kid, my kids come first. Yeah, I and think, even if it was, I wouldn't hold it against him. I think he was just had a beer in one hand, caught a puck, held the puck for like half a second, then was snatched out of his hand by whatever kid. Yeah, he was like, oh, whatever. a puck. Yeah. Oh, puck's from heaven. I mean, adults were like, Fuck practice puck. Nobody gives a fuck about these. And the kids are like, give it to me. And you're like, fuck, whatever, dude. It's not even a game puck. Yeah. Like, I'm... They they literally make thousands of these things. I don't think we can vilify the dad because he just fucking was being dad, not paying attention. And fuck, whatever. Give the animals what they want. But we do... Like, you already recognize Brett Conley for being a gentleman or whatever and giving three pucks instead of just skating away. Yes. So that's the proper thing is Brett Conley... Was Mr. Nice Guy Brett here. Brett is a hero. Let's not vilify the dad. Let's vilify the little girl. 
<laughs> Here we go. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, I'm glad the little girl got her puck. Brett Conley, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Yeah, the, the dad was just doing dad shit, looking after his kids or whatever, yeah. not paying attention, probably like four beers deep. Who gives a shit? Is yeah. it worth getting angry over? Is it worth taking 20 minutes for me, me to explain to you why you <laughs> shouldn't be angry about it? Yes. Yes, it is. I'm glad you asked. Well, you should not be angry about it. And that's why we make this podcast, to tell you what you should and should not be angry about. Speaking of that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to tell you what you should and should not be angry about a little more. Yes. I'm Ross Butler. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. And we're back. Hey, you know who's the worst, worst uh, subset of people on Earth? People who wear brown dress shoes? No, Dale. Okay, yeah, I bought another <laughs> pair of brown dress shoes. Actually, these are Chelsea boots, and uh, they're the only kind of brown Chelsea boots wait, wait, I wait, have. Wait, 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 wait. Chelsea boots? You just say that like we're supposed to know what that means? That's, yeah, with the the like the like the Beatles used to wear. Okay, let me. The Beatles. I have a question. That's dress shoe related. What are the dress shoes with that thing that has, like, the toe line on it called? Wingtips. Okay, what are the ones that have the tassels? What, loafers? I guess. Though they they look like dress shoes, but they have, like, tassels instead of laces. Oh, fucking no. Loafers? You're my go-to dress shoe guy. Yeah, I don't know what those are. Okay, so the wingtips are the ones? With, like, the, the, like, yeah. What are brownstones? Oh, wait, those are houses. What are... There's, like, six different types of dress shoes. There's and lots of... So there's... I never know what people are talking about. So there's Oxfords. Yeah, what are Oxfords? So Oxfords are, like, the standard, like, dress shoe. But you can have wingtip Oxfords. Yeah. Which are the wingtips. Mm-hmm. You can have cap-toe Oxfords, mm-hmm. which are, like... They That's have just a the one with the line. Yeah, the, for the stitching, toe. yeah. You can have... Wingtips and cap toes that have broguing on them, and that's when they have like all the holes punched and the decorative shit. Oh, I like broguing. Yeah, it's how you. It's like how people know you take your dress shoe game seriously because you're like, I got all these fucking holes and shit in them. That's how you know these are dress shoes. Yeah. So you so you can have a pair of brogue wingtip Oxfords. Yeah. And those would have the broguing, the wingtips, and those would be an Oxford shoe. Yeah. You can also have a derby shoe. What's a derby shoe? Which is different from an Oxford. Okay. In that uh, Oxfords are, are like very closed. Like the with the part where the laces go through, it's it's yeah. closed. Like it's the, the flaps are stitched down. Yeah. But derby shoes, the flaps are, are like loose. Okay. Loose flaps. Okay. Do you get it? Yeah. So then you can have Chelsea boots. Yeah. You can have... Chelsea uh, wingtip boots. You can have cap toe. So you don't n- normally see Chelsea boots are very plain. They don't they don't do wingtips, but yeah. you can get uh, wingtip boots. But they would not be Chelsea's. Why wouldn't they be Chelsea's? I don't I don't know, man. They they just probably here. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. Now I want Chelsea boots just because you told me I can't get Chelsea boots. Wingtip Chelsea boots. Oh wait, these things might actually exist. Oh yeah, look at that. $663, Dan. I do not want Chelsea wingtip <laughs> boots because they are expensive. These these ones, are, are these ones expensive? 
$600. What? Normally $1,200. Who would pay that much for a pair oh of shoes? Oh, my God. They're 50% off, and they Those look like dress shoes. Pretty slick-looking boots. No, they're not. They're gaudy. So long, paycheck. Wait, is that... Would you say that's broguing? Broguing. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Hey, we learned some stuff today. Yeah, I'm probably going to forget all of that. This is now a men's footwear podcast. Uh, and before, no, the, the people, people who own brown dress shoes are good unless they're potheads who are the worst people on earth. Yeah, potheads. So, uh, 420 recently came and went. We all know what that means. <laughs> Hitler's uh, birthday. This, also my late father's birthday. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, shitty for him. I guess. What a fucking. I mean, he's born on Hitler's birthday and the day that all the dirty potheads smoke weed. Yeah. I mean, just imagine having like. It's your birthday, and yeah. you get to celebrate it for like. Well, I guess your dad didn't didn't get to it all. I how, think how my old dad he? smoked pot once in his life. Well, I was going to say more. How old was your dad when Hitler came to power? But uh, I think like Hitler two? was dead when my <laughs> dad was born. <laughs> all right. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things. You're like, oh, it's Hitler's birthday. And you're like, hmm. yeah. Also, the pot day uh, here in Vancouver. We've always been a fairly weed-friendly city, and yet despite that, thousands of people insist on getting together every April 20th under the guise of a protest. We have to protest that we can't smoke weed all the time, what man. Are, yeah, what are you protesting? That... What are you protesting? You can't be obnoxious. Well, you, everybody you can. is obnoxious. Everyone is. Yeah. yeah, so it's basically... 420s just turned into a whole bunch of annoying people go to the beach and get stoned. Is it Sunset Beach where it is? Yeah. So it used to be at the Vancouver Art Gallery where everyone could just show up and smoke tons of weed at the art gallery and like destroy the art gallery lawn. And that was fine. No one gave a shit because it's surrounded by concrete anyway. And now uh, there is no art gallery lawn because they paved it over. Uh, yeah, they replace it with wood chips for like I think it was like some water conservation sort of thing, and they don't have 420 there anymore, even though there's no grass to destroy. Well, so what happened was the 420 celebration at the art gallery ended up getting so big it was like spilling out onto the surrounding streets. Yeah, uh, they couldn't contain this mass of people who identify primarily as weed smokers. Yeah. Uh, on one giant lawn. So they moved them all to uh, Sunset Beach, beautiful beach in Vancouver, Yeah, uh, for a informal... I'm, I'm, they refer to it as a protest. I don't actually think they're protesting any... This, that's like saying St. Paddy's Day is a protest. It's like, I'd oh, say I'm, it's more I'm protesting of a smoking. Sh- sure. If you want to be more obnoxious and refer to something with a uh, 60s throwback reference, yeah, like a sit-in, but a smoke in, get it? I get it. Dude. On one hand, this pisses me off. And on the other hand, it's like, well, fuck, who cares? It's a beach. People can go to the beach. Well, so, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, there was a, uh, there was this weed thing and I'm actually going to look up how many people attended. Yeah. 420 Sunset Beach. So like just as many people go to uh, the celebration, is it still called the Celebration of Lights? The fucking fireworks at English Bay, whatever they're called now. 40,000 people. Is that how many went? A crowd estimated to have peaked at 40,000 Pack Sunset Beach to worship, smoke, eat, dab, sell, and pass around the dank drug that will be legal 
Sometime after uh, July 1st. All right, Vancouver Sun. Don't try so hard. All right. Nobody cares. Yeah, that looks wow, like 40,000 people. There's a lot of people there. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so 40,000 people show up to this beach, whatever. Some grass gets trampled. So I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Plyheads annoy me, like, so, so much. Yeah, but like, well, for me... It's for me, it's not that they're potheads. It's just that anybody who identifies themselves through their hobbies or interests annoys me. Like people who are like, yeah, man, I'm so into weed, man. It's awesome. It's just like people who are like, oh, I'm so into this one specific type of music, man. Even then, it's like weed is the only drug in the world where you can be like, oh, I'm like totally into weed. And everyone's like. Most people are cool with it. Yeah. But if someone's like, yeah, I primarily identify as a cocaine user. You're like, <laughs> that guy's a problem and I'm probably not going to be friends with him. But he would be fun for <laughs> 10 minutes. So you're like, yeah, yeah I'm, I don't want to hear you talk anymore. This guy never gets tired of the sound of his own voice. Well, I don't know. Like in our 20s, we're like, hey, we're alcoholics. And people are like, that guy's fun. Let's I, hang out with him. I don't know if I ever primarily identified as an alcoholic. Though. Oh, like, yeah. Even was, then. That was just what we obviously were. We, we were. But if we would have been like, people would have been like, what are your interests? And I would have been like, drinking mostly. Yeah. Well, been like, I like, see, the thing you got to realize is when you were getting drunk and lazy, it was because you were drinking the wrong beer. <laughs> what you were having was couch <laughs> beer. What you wanted to have a different strain. was this thinking beer that kind of <laughs> made you more energetic <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ, do I hate potheads. Yeah. Uh, whatever. 40,000 people get together to smoke some weed and allegedly protest things. Uh, and then what happened, because this is like a, an event that isn't sanctioned by the city. No one gets permits for it. But the cop, cops figure it's easier to let 40,000 people show up, smoke their shitty weed, eat some munchies, go back to their boring lives in the suburbs. Yeah. Than it is to say to try and prevent 40,000 people from smoking weed. So yeah. they just allow it to happen. And then the city turns around. City of Vancouver turns around uh, and virtue signals bright and loud saying, oh, now we have to close this beach and this beautiful <laughs> park for repairs for 10 weeks and no one can use it because these devious potheads. It's like, dude. OK. For those of you unfamiliar with Vancouver, this this one patch of beach hosts like fucking probably 40 different events in excess of 40,000 people throughout the summer Yeah, uh, in Vancouver. Uh, people go there for the international fireworks competition they have. They go down there for uh, the Pride Festival. They go down there to watch the Pride Parade. All of these things have happened in previous years. Uh, the city of Vancouver has never had to, to stop and say, oh, now we need to close it for repairs. But there's one unsanctioned weed event uh for the record, I just want to state again, caused by the most irritating people in the entire world. Yeah. Um happens and, and all of a sudden, oh, now we need to repair the beach. But to be Mr. Science Guy, the reason that the B 
beach gets destroyed by 420 is because it happens in April when the ground is moist and mm. soft and all these people step on it and crushes the grass and rips it up as opposed to the symphony of lights that happens in the end of July, beginning of August when the ground is drier and more... A uh, fire hazard. Yeah. When we shoot fireworks... Yeah, that's a good point. A rain of sparks into that's the true. beach. Dude, wouldn't that be awesome if they just fucked up and the boat tipped over and it shot yeah. them all directly at the beach? And I got to be there and live inside of fireworks? That would be the most amazing thing. I'm going to tell you 90% of the reason I still go to those fireworks is yeah. because I'm praying for the day that like a canister just tips over and all the fireworks explode at once or shoot into the crowd. I literally can't think of a better way to die. <laughs> like, yeah, how awesome would like, that be? Okay. <laughs> As a promise, when I turn, say, whatever the fuck, 86 or whatever, when I'm going to die, just, like, do, like, kind of a wake-style thing where you prop me in the corner, but just shoot fireworks at me till I die. <laughs> and that would be amazing. He died doing what he loved, <laughs> being exploded by fireworks. <laughs> he died doing what he loved, being on fire and screaming. <laughs> Also, I think the assumption that I'm going to outlive you is hilarious. But yes, if it comes to that, <laughs> oh, yeah. if we are both still alive and you're on your last legs, I will. Oh, my God. Definitely. Pack. I got another thing. <laughs> so, you know how like when you're friends with a girl in your like 20s and you're like, hey, if no, you, know, I don't, you lost me a friends <laughs> hey, with a girl. If we're 50 and we're not married yet, let's marry each other. How about this? If we make it to 90, we marry each other. Both still alive. We marry each other. We marry each other, <laughs> then we kill each other with fireworks. Love it. We have the biggest fireworks showdown ever. True Roman. Oh, it could actually be like a fireworks battle. Yeah. Where we're actively trying to kill each other with fireworks. Yeah. Deal. Like, and we. Blood passed. Instead of leaving our kids money, we spend our entire life savings on fireworks <laughs> and shoot them at each other. Be like, sorry, Noah, you're not going to college. I had to shoot fireworks at your idiot uncle until he well, died. Well, I, I hope he had already gone to, because he'll be 50 by that point. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, do you see the cost of living these uh, days? College true, tuition true. will be like 400 grand by that point. Yeah, that's true. Highly unlikely he goes to college. Yeah, sorry, uh, future Dale Juniors and whatever, no, I'll name the girls. No, no, no. Uh, you're not going to college because fireworks exist. Yeah, yeah. That's, that seems reasonable to me. Okay, so moving on from something that is incredibly awesome, like dying at fireworks, let's talk about how pines are annoying. Sick because the second worst people, natural paths, oh, yeah. are total idiots. I love this story. Yeah. This is awesome. This story is uh, pretty much served up on a silver platter for Outrage Factory because it is something that you should actually be outraged for because uh, Naturopath decided it would treat a four year old child with. Mm, I want to say, I want to correct you here. Yeah. Before you go further. Uh, wasn't a naturopath. It was a homeopath. What's the difference? Uh, naturopaths actually have some, a little tiny bit of like actual medical knowledge. Yeah. Whereas homeopaths are just insane people who think that you can be cured by the essence of something. Oh, and homeopaths are also probably the most widely mocked for their name. I, 
<laughs> I get it. Yeah. All right. In simpler times, <laughs> before it was... It was a more enlightened time. Gouge to do so, we could make jokes about the name homeopath. Uh, yeah. Homeopath? Oh, and naturopath. Never mind. You were right. I was wrong. Oh, he was... She was... Was it a he she, or a she? She was both. Uh, I think. Yeah, homeopath and naturopath Anka Zimmerman used diluted saliva from a rabid dog to treat a four-year-old boy, according to a blog post she published earlier this year. What? Why would you admit to that? Well, the same reason she gave him the rabid dog saliva, because... She is not intelligent. Right. Zimmerman claims that the potentially infectious and deadly concoction successfully resolved the boy's aggressive behavior, which she described as slightly rabid dog state. Oh, so... Just give him full rabies. Like, this kid who I... Well, he was, like, what, growling at people and, like, crawling around on all fours and stuff? Is that what happened? Anyways, so... He was less aggressive after she gave him this poison concoction, which probably just made him super sick and lethargic. So it seemed like he got over it. Like, uh, lengthy post unleashed months long saga four-year-old Jonah. The boy presented with aggression and sleeping troubles, according to Zimmerman. He was said to be violent, easily angered, and known for growling at people. He also suffered from fears and nightmares of werewolves, wolves, zombies, and ghosts. When Zimmerman asked him how he feels when he growls, she said that the four-year-old responded, Like there is a tornado inside me. My spirit is a hurricane. No four-year-old speaks like that. Um, I think we should get this kid to write poetry. Yeah. Because that was better that than was the better rupee than poems. any rupee core uh, poem. There's a tornado inside me? Like, there's a tornado inside me. My spirit is... A hurricane. <laughs> this kid should be writing fucking mediocre pop tunes with a slight hard rock tinge to them instead of drinking dog spit. Uh, I do want to say it's so for whatever fucking reason, uh, the rabid dog treatment called lysinum. Wait, it, is this an actual treatment? Is one of more than 8,500 homeopathic products approved by Health Canada. Wait, 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 wait. So this is a thing that's not only has a name like it's been done before, but has been done so many times that Health Canada approves it. They're like, yo, hey, Health Canada, we're just going to go get uh, the saliva from this rabbit dog and uh, put it in this thing. And they're like, yeah, sure. Uh, what are you going to call it? Uh, Lysum. Startup idea. Yeah. We sell rabid dog saliva to homeopaths. Boom. Um, I have a question. How does this four-year-old kid know what ghosts and werewolves are? Start, probably because, okay, here's a weird thing. Maybe this kid just grows up in a shitty household where his parents are always, like, watching horror movies around him. Yeah. And uh, he's probably exposed to lots of violent imagery, which would explain the aggression, the trouble sleeping, and the nightmares. And the growling, because <laughs> he's obviously seen people growl at other people in movies because they're turning into a werewolf. Look at this dude who invented the lysidum treatment. Oh, okay, This is like an old-timey God. doctor from 1762. Dude. It, did Lyceum used to be called snake oil? Because that guy looks... Dr. Henry C. 1836. Allen, born in Middlesex County, 1836, was the guy... So this predates any modern medicine. 
or any scientific knowledge whatsoever. And this is the dude who came up with this treatment, and apparently people still believe it. Does Middlesex County still exist? It's not. It's not real. It's not real sex. Because Middlesex (laughs) County, I heard was pretty good, but it's not as good as Good Sex County. But it is a lot better than Bad Sex County. Hey, now (laughs) we're going to see people getting angry about dad jokes again on the internet for the second time this week. I I just can't get over the fact that this fucking treatment has existed since 1836 and how... There's still angry kids out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We've cracked the code. Wait, what I want to know is how were kids have... Were kids having like werewolf nightmares in 1836? Uh, yeah, I don't, let's see why he came up with it here. Does it say? Was it like, he came up with this because... Animal saliva, uh, cyanic acid, experiment Bernard, uh, analogy snake poison, Livingston, African explorer, uh, uh... Angry Drake. Quotes Louis Pasteur. Louis Pasteur. Uh... German baker invited him to come to his house to examine a dog. Following description of his capture of a rabid dog, obtaining the saliva for approving. Okay. Captures the dog. Takes the saliva. This will be helpful yeah. to us. Moving on. There is no... There is nothing here about... Wait. The next morning the mother was dead? Whoa. No permission. Oh, okay. Uh, no. It's a mother... A it's deal. A, saliva is taken for proper hearing. By no, it's a mother dog. Owner trying to save oh. the terrier beating the strange dog with a stick after it killed one of the puppies and it had already taken a hold of another. The mother, in defending her young ones, had received three bloody wounds. She carried the dead one in her mouth from the street into the home yard. All right, so... Since that, she was somewhat changed. We could turn all this shit into poetry. I'm just saying. We I'm could. I'm seeing it now. You all you, all you have breaks. to do is put in awkward line breaks. Uh, I'm going to say... We shouldn't. Uh, I don't know which side of this one to land. I'm going to say we shouldn't expose kids to rabies. You know what? As much as it pains me to say, it did heal him. (laughs) (laughs) He no longer has anything wrong with him for the rest of his life. That's true. I mean, his parents are free to watch shitty horror movies all they want. I mean, they probably he they probably talked to him like two days after he drank it and he seemed fine. I'm sure once the rab the rabies wears off and he turns back to his normal old self and his parents continue to be shitty parents who instead of changing their behavior, let some crazy person chalk give their, their kid, kid rabies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I can't even say I was going to be like, hey, I feel bad. We don't know anything about these parents. We shouldn't call them shitty parents. But then I remember that they took their four-year-old to a homeopath and had them give him dog rabies. Yeah. Shitty parents. Like, if I'm a homeopath and somebody goes, okay, our kid is aggressive. He has all these nightmares and he growls at people. I would be like, he's only four and you already broke him. You are terrible parents. Like... I don't want to, I don't want to like give you too many, uh, compliments, Derek, because I know how you get after you're full of compliments. Oh, I'm already very, but, uh, very high on myself. Noah is fairly unbroken and he's four. Yeah. Like, could you imagine 
what it would take for you to take Noah to a homeopath and just be like, we don't fucking know what to do with this kid. He's broken. Fix him. And the doctor's like, well, I'm thinking of giving him rabies. And you're like, fuck anything. <laughs> sounds sounds Fix good my to me. broken child. As long as I can still watch Twilight when he should be in bed, but he isn't because I'm a terrible dog. Doctor. Doctor. Dog owner. <laughs> Parent. Professor. What's he a professor of? Being a <laughs> dog? <laughs> everybody's going to get, uh, yeah, perfect gonna get that cabin fever reference. Because <laughs> everybody's seen cabin fever. Yeah. I mean, I think I would probably... Uh, I'm tempted now to just take Noah and be like, give my kid rabid dog saliva and just see what happens. Maybe it'll, hmm, but then he won't be aggressive and a good hockey player. Or it will make him super. What if I go and I'm like, I need my kid to be more aggressive. And they're like, give him rabies. Yeah, I like how the you're like, I want my kid to be more aggressive or my kid's too aggressive. It's both rabies. Yeah. Like, you're like, I want my kid to be half werewolf so he can become a famous hockey player. And I can just vicariously live through his bank account. Yeah. They're like, here's some rabies. You saw that movie Teen Wolf? That guy was yeah. a fucking great-ass basketball player. Dude, if he didn't play basketball and he played a real sport, I bet, well, actually, basketball has a pretty hefty payday. Yeah. Actually, hockey's probably the of the three major sports. You make the least amount of money. Sports. You make the least hockey amount of money playing hockey. Easily the hardest to play and the least payoff. I want to say the rabies thing is like, if you want your kid to be able to focus more... Or if you want your kid to not be able to focus at all, you yeah. give them speed in both cases. So yeah. it's either like you give them so much speed they burn themselves out and focus on things, or you give them just enough speed that they're fucking off the wall and they don't focus at all. It's like, like Ritalin. Yeah. So Ritalin, rabies. <laughs> we mix them. <laughs> Startup idea. And then we have speed and rabies. Rabelin. How about we breed a stable of children yes. and feed them rabies and speed until yeah. they're all a bunch of frothing at the mouth werewolves. And yeah. then we feel that as a professional sports team. Oh, my God. This sounds like the best. <laughs> sounds like a plot ever. to an amazing movie. It does. <laughs> Could you imagine how good your hockey team would be if they were all on rabies and speed? You'd have like, to teach them how to skate. Like early enough in the rabies where they just got aggressive and they didn't die horribly in pain. But just before that, when they're all super tough and they can't feel pain, that'd be a pretty good hockey team. I think that should be the plot to Mighty Ducks 4, is they play the Raybeline team, the team that's on rabies <laughs> and Ritalin. That sounds... Do you think Emilio Estevez would come back for that? Yeah. Who wouldn't? Or, you know what they could do? They could get whatever one of the shitty old members to uh, coach team. Oh, the guy who was in the Daredevil series. Foggy. What was his name? He was the guy with the knuckle puck. No, that was not the guy with the knuckle puck. Yeah, it was. Or no, no, he, knuckle puck oh, he was, was the hard shooter. Yeah, no, yeah. he was, yeah, the, uh, fuck, I can't remember. The guy who was shooting it into. The goon. He was one of the Bash brothers, but yeah. you could also shoot super hard. Bash yeah. brothers? Bang. I think it was Bash brothers. Bash Brothers, Mighty Ducks. Bash Brothers. Yeah. Oh, my right. God. Yeah. Yeah, that guy Fulton on the right. Reed and Dean Portman in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, totally Fulton Reed. Can right? we go to the mailbag? 
Yeah, let's go to the mailbag. mailbag. Go uh, to the mailbag. What made people angry this week? Patrick Johnston says, Derek going back on his internet break vow. A couple people echoed this. I'd like to say uh, to all of you, fuck you. I'm still mostly on an internet break. I'd like to say, Derek's an asshole. Thanks for listening. <laughs> fuck Derek. <laughs> Derek did break his thing, but uh, he did come up with three really good subjects for us to talk I got, about. If I don't go on the internet, how am I supposed to know what dumb shit people are getting mad about? That's true. Huh? Yeah. People don't do that in real life. I can't go to the office and be like, hey, what are you mad about? Because people will inevitably be like, well, work or things that happen to me in my real life. They'll be like, this is actually real life, so we have to have nuanced conversations (laughs) about what life's actually like, not just virtue signal about dumb shit. I like how you went on the internet for or on Twitter for probably 10 seconds and you're like, oh, my God, I'm too angry. (laughs) That's actually what happened. Logging off. And I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. For three times it happened. And then today I went on a fourth time uh, after I heard. So for all of Twitter's shittiness, it is still, or I used to believe it was a good place to, like, get tuned into breaking news. But I saw the uh, the Toronto, so in Toronto today, a, uh, a uh, male... Uh, ran down a bunch of pedestrians in Not a rental van. Not terrorists. Well, here's the thing. So I, like... I like I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on Twitter and find out what happened. It's just a bunch of people being like Islam is responsible for this. Thanks, Trudeau. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'm going to wait for actual facts from not insane people. Do you want to hear a roundabout way that they're right? So the God in Islam is the same God in Christianity and the same God in Judaism. So all these people that believe in that one God would mean that he is the kind of director of all things so he made this happen so islam worshiping that one god kind of made it happen yeah but i don't know if this but was, this guy I, had nothing to do with the religion islam i don't think this was like religiously motivated at all no, I what think i'm the saying guy was, was just, god the guy who makes everything oh makes happen, everything happen. well yeah made this happen yeah, the one god so it was islam and it was christianity and it was judaism yeah because it's all the same God. Any uh, monotheistic religion out there, this is on you. Well, actually, every bad thing that it's happens. It's just is the on three you. major Abrahamic religions. Okay, well, we're getting a little, little deeper. We're getting a little. Anyway, so yeah, he wasn't a terrorist. He was just some Armenian who uh, I don't know couldn't get a date because he obviously didn't go to the girl's hobbies and go to her yoga class. So, future <laughs> reference, instead of getting in your van and running people over, find out the girl you like and go to her yoga class and hold in your farts and then make her fall in love with you. And if that doesn't work, don't drive a van over people because that will never get her to like you. Yes. Well, unless her hobbies are... Driving over people Driving over people in vans. Yeah, but then you'll be in jail, so... Uh, does Canada do conjugal visits? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I don't know mm. why not. Also, there's that weird subsection of uh, people who, like, have a fetish for prison inmates. Like, you'll yeah, see this happen lots. People. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's a subset of people that are crazy and whose make brains ho- don't work properly. Make horrible, horrible life choices <laughs> constantly. Those people. The thing is, they're like, my life is trash can on fire what is the one thing i can do to pull my life from the wreckage and make it seem normal and that is fall in love with someone's whose life is obviously worse than mine that's actually a good way like if i ever wanted to feel 
the the one opportunity I would have to feel superior in a relationship was yeah. if I was literally dating a convict, and that would be it. That would be the only time I could take the high road. Exactly. Because any argument, you could be like, well, you're in jail, so <laughs> shut up, I win. Why don't you come here and make me? Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You're in jail. Yeah, and the best thing about dating a girl in jail is you don't have to go to Bed Bath & Beyond because she's in jail. All right. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, people, thanks for tuning in to episode 42 of RH Factory. As always, I have been Derek Bolin. You can tweet. Uh, shit, I keep saying that. I need a new default. Send me a Facebook message. I still check that. What? Uh, you if you want to. Sh- oh, wait, the messenger, right? Yes, which does. So, I want to point out a lot of people are like, you're still on Facebook Messenger. That's social media. No, it's actually a chat application. There's no social media in it. I don't have to look at timelines. I don't have to read posts from people I don't like that much. It's just people messaging me directly. You still read my posts, right? Uh, so anyone who isn't Dale can message me directly. <laughs> Uh, on Facebook Messenger, or sure, try tweeting at me, at Herder. You could tweet at me, at SuperDaleBot, or you can write on my Facebook wall or message me directly. Or you can tweet both of us at OutrageFactPod, the Twitter account we never check. You can email us at theoutragefactory at gmail.com. Which I don't think we've checked in. Haven't really done that. Dude, we could have job offers in there. Like somebody Highly could, unlikely. I bet there are six emails that are like, I like your guys' style. Dale sounds like he's a sexy motherfucker. Here's a truckload of money for you to talk and quit your jobs and only talk for the rest of your life. I'll, I'll check it right And get paid now. six figures. And did we win the lottery? Ding, 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 ding. What, oh, what the fuck fine. is all this yeah, shit? Protect your, my account's protected. That's fine. That's good. Why would you protect your account? Why is it taking so long to load? Whoa! Owen. Receipts. Receipts. Patreon. No, you're not offering us money. Podcast analytics. Like, I want to see how few people read this. Uh, Oh, hey, look! That's obviously... Some people found money for us. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we just checked our email, and none of you have written to offer us jobs. In fact, all we've gotten is phishing scams and software to sign up for to read how many of you actually listen to Some our Some guy did think our podcast was important <coughs> enough to uh, to reach out and pitch his shitty software to us. So thanks, Simon Marcus of Pippa.io. Oh, hey. he's the CEO and co-founder. Oh, the CEO personally reached out to our very important podcast. You know how you know a company is legit? When the fucking CEO is also the cold emailer. <laughs> 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 Got to start somewhere, bro. You and I are the CEOs of uh, Outreach Factory. We I'd like to think we're above cold emailing people. We're not. I would do that if it got... Hey, speaking of which, if you know someone who might enjoy listening to this podcast... Please cold email them. Send them an email with a link to this, our latest episode. Uh, shoot us a rating on the old iTunes machine. Yep. Like us on Facebook. Just promote us uh, at any, like, fucking write a tweet about us. Yeah, uh, like, pro- the only reason we're doing this is to get attention. So if you could just get us get us more attention, more of that. we will pretend like we did it ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take credit for the attention that you get us, but yeah. we'll, we'll be grateful to you, whoever so, you are. in short, if you do all our legwork, we won't recognize your efforts in any way, and we'll just get a bigger ego. 
Yeah, that sounds like a win, 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 yeah. win, win. A win for Derek, a win for Dale. <laughs> win, win. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening. And until next week, stay angry.